next couple of weeks are going to be critical in our ability to address those surgings that we're seeing in Florida, in Texas, in Arizona, and in other states. People coming in from states that have a high infection rate must quarantine for 14 days. A lot of people have it in their heads that if they're young, that things are going to be okay. But that's not a guarantee. So I think everybody knows it's going to be a very different season. While leaders respond to a jump in COVID-19 cases, the Padres talk about their plans to get back on the baseball diamond. Welcome to our ABC 10 News Coronavirus Impact Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and we're looking at the different ways the ongoing pandemic is having an effect on our community. Major League Baseball announced its return from a COVID hiatus yesterday. In just a few minutes, we'll hear from the new manager of the Padres, Jace Tingler, as well as general manager A.J. Preller, as they gear up for a second edition of spring training. But first, here are some of the top coronavirus headlines for Wednesday, June 24th. It was a record-setting day, and not in a good way. San Diego's 332 new COVID-19 cases were the most the county has seen in a single day. Nearly 7,000 tests were conducted, making the positive rate 5%. That's higher than the 3.1% average over the past 14 days. Hospitalizations and deaths were also slightly up, numbers that bear close watching as we approach the 4th of July holiday in a little over a week. Coronavirus cases are skyrocketing across California and the nation. The state hit a new record in the last 24 hours. Right now, San Diego County is surrounded by counties on a state COVID-19 watch list. Los Angeles, Imperial, and Riverside counties are all seeing a spike. Tijuana is also being hit especially hard. More than 7,000 new positive COVID-19 cases have been reported in California. That's an increase of 69%. ABC 10 News reporter Mimi Alcala reports on just what the governor intends to do about it. When asked if this means California needs to take a pause on reopening or maybe implement new statewide efforts to slow the numbers down, this was the response. We're just encouraging people to do the right thing. And as long as we start to see more and more compliance uh, with our mask mandate, uh, then I think we can move forward more safely and work our way through this without having to toggle back. He says people are now out and about mixing with friends and extended family members. And with the recent reopenings, Memorial Day weekend and protests, he anticipates we will continue to see the numbers rise as more people are tested. He warned that counties must continue to follow the statewide precautions and enforce the rules or risk the possibility of losing state funds to address the pandemic. We don't want to be harmful. We want to be helpful. We want to be collaborative. Emil Kala, ABC 10 News. 38,672 new confirmed coronavirus cases were reported today across the United States, the largest one-day total since the beginning of the pandemic. While increased testing plays a part in some of the rise, the percentage of positive cases continues to go up, and the numbers are especially alarming in Texas, Florida, and Arizona. One of the largest groups being affected both locally and across the country are people between the ages of 20 and 39. They make up almost 40% of the positive tests in San Diego County. As ABC 10 News reporter Rena Nakano explains, young people shouldn't have a false sense of security that the virus won't affect them. At the early onset of the pandemic, health officials stressed the importance of the elderly population to take heed. But new numbers show the virus does not discriminate. You're young, and so you feel a little bit more invincible. But respectfully, 
often that can be a selfish mindset. We are not invincible. We are not immune to the effects of this virus. Dr. Abby Olulade says younger folks are often the first ones to venture out to newly reopened businesses or they've participated in recent large gatherings like the protests, as opposed to older folks who often continue to stay in. The problem is this. Young people who feel no symptoms likely won't be hospitalized, but they can still carry and spread the virus. Even though you're okay, you can certainly spread it to someone even at the grocery store that's older or has a chronic illness and chronic condition. And that's why she says it's important to stay vigilant, no matter your age or health condition. We all have to remember the three W's which is wear a mask, wash your hands, and watch your distance. And we all have a social and moral obligation to protect the health of others, so I would hope that everyone takes that on as a personal responsibility. Rena Nakano, ABC 10 News. CVS is adding even more coronavirus testing sites in San Diego County. Two more are opening on Friday. One is in Ramona on Main Street, the other at the CVS on El Cajon Boulevard in Rolando Village. CVS now has 142 drive through sites across California, with 81% of them in underserved communities. Patients must register in advance on the CVS website to make an appointment. Disneyland is postponing plans to reopen July 17th. In a statement, the park says the state won't issue theme park reopening guidelines until sometime after July 4th, and that won't give the park enough time to bring thousands of cast members back to work and restart business. Disneyland and California Adventure have been closed since mid-March. Workers had been planning to protest this Saturday because they don't feel it's safe yet to reopen. Yesterday, we told you about the European Union potentially getting set to ban travelers from the United States due to rising COVID cases. Now, new guidance for travelers within the U.S. A trio of states in the Northeast now telling visitors to quarantine for two weeks if they're coming from states seeing spikes in infections. The states issuing the advisory are New York, Connecticut, and New Jersey, Travelers from nearly a half dozen states, including Florida, Texas, and Arizona, are affected. California wasn't included on the list. Ultimately, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo calls the advisory voluntary but urgent. As we continue to deal with the pandemic, a new study shows scammers are targeting some of the most vulnerable who are just looking for a job. The study from the Better Business Bureau looked at scammers who pretended to be representatives of well-known businesses to trick victims into sending them money by claiming to be offering them a job. Nearly three-fourths of those who lost money in the scam stated that they already didn't have enough income to cover their monthly bills. As parents head back to work, there are several health concerns about sending their kids to daycare. The American Medical Association says the initial U.S. data suggests only 1.7% of positive cases are children, but the number of asymptomatic infections in children is not known. Because of that, UCLA infectious disease expert Anne Ramoyne says it's hard to assess the risk. The big question is, how many kids are asymptomatically infected? Are they bringing it home to their household? There's a lot more research that really needs to be done. Some changes the Academy and the CDC are recommending. Check the temperature of children and staff each day. Follow guidelines for increased cleaning and reduce class sizes. Child care experts say these new procedures will help. Well, for many San Diegans, it won't start feeling like summer until they can watch the Padres take the field. We're now one month away from opening day after Major League Baseball implemented a shortened 60-game season. Padres general manager A.J. Preller and new manager Jace Tingler spoke about the return today, plus the new coronavirus health and safety protocols they'll be dealing with for the next couple of months. Preller started by saying he thinks his team will be able to adjust 
when Spring Training 2.0 launches next week at Petco Park. You know, I think the last few months have, uh, you know, I think just in general, I think we've had to get used to, um, you know, just, just all different uh, normal activity. And um, I think uh, because of that, I think we'll be somewhat prepared. But, yeah, I think that's going to be totally different. It's going to be totally different than any spring training we've seen in the past. And it'll be a condensed period of time. I think we'll uh, get a sense to see, you know, which players have stayed in shape and, um, you know, who's ready to start the season. Um, you know, in terms of like the work day and the practice schedule and all of that, I think that's going to look uh, that's going to look very different as well. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a unique deal. But I think the way we've handled it as an organization really so far over the course of the last three months is you know, just kind of like take each situation as they come up and um, you know try to figure out the best possible solution and then move forward. And I think we'll uh, we'll, we'll do the same here for uh, for spring training 2.0. One thing players will have to get used to are new rules designed to maximize safety and social distancing, like no spitting or licking of the fingers. Tingler thinks his players know it's going to be a challenge. I think we've had time and we've had restrictions. Um, you know, guys are, they, they currently come in now and, and they're going through, um, if it's something's getting your temperature checked twice and certain protocols, social distancing, cleaning our hands, you know, using the uh, sanitizer, a lot of things like that. I would say, for us to practice some of these protocols that we're going through now, um, certainly it's where we're going to sit in the dugout. And, and um, you know, to, to your point, we can't go to the mouth, you know, on the mound and being able to test out, you know, if it's the rag, a damp rag and things like that. Being able to practice those, implement them in a three-week span, I think is going to be important. And we're going to find, uh, you know, find out, you know, wh where's the best place to, to be sitting if, you're coming in and pinch hitting possibly and things like that, because we're going to have, you know, rules with how many people can be in the dugout. So we've got to go through all that. Uh, but I think the best way to be prepared um, is we're going to have to practice it. And we're probably going to fail at some things, but we're going to learn some things over these next three, three weeks and hopefully get as efficient as we can uh, with some of the new protocols in place. I then asked Tingler if he thinks major league baseball players have a responsibility to model proper pandemic behavior for the rest of the country. Yeah, I do think there is, you know, a, a responsibility or an opportunity to um, uh, to to show people, um, and certainly maybe show youth baseball and and, and you know for the, the importance of it to continue in the game. Um, I hope that we can show um, that through our protocols um, and practicing that 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 this game can be safe and played. Um, so, you know, I think the main thing is, you know, we're, we're just excited to get back on the field. Um, you know, we're excited to, to, to get back and compete. Um, I know it's going to be different and certainly from the fans perspective, uh, but I'm excited for them to be able to watch. And, um, you know, we, we, we all look forward to the day where, you know, people are, and, and fans are allowed back in the stadium. I, I, I think that's, you know, what everybody wants. It's certainly what the players want. They, they, they feed off the fans and the energy and, and all that aspect. But I think in, in, until time, um, you know, it's better to be on the field than it is, uh, you know, to be sitting out the entire season. And so um, hopefully uh, we can show by, you know, practicing these protocols that it's safe and, um, you know, that we can execute this game and have a good season. But what about away from the ballpark? Tingler talked about how he hopes to keep rich, talented and famous 20 and 30 somethings from engaging in risky behavior on road trips and off days. I think the best way is just open and honest and, and speaking from the heart. Um, and, and doing the best to speak in the truth and, and you know, to, to for, for our players to understand that, 
you know, we're, we're going to have, uh, you know, members maybe on our staff that, that, that are in a higher risk. And um, <clears throat> there's certainly, uh, whether maybe some of our players aren't uh, in the higher risk, um, but uh, I, I feel confident that the majority of us know people that are. And whether that's bringing something back to your kids who are then possibly uh, interacting with grandparents, aunts and uncles, and things like that. And so I think just in order to, you know, fully understand that, um, you know, it's going to be a challenge on, on some of the downtime and, and um, you know, some, some of the off days and things like that. But I think the best way is just to be open and honest and, and uh, understand that our, that our season's 60 games. Um, you know, which is, you know, it's, it, it's very short, but uh, we talk about sacrificing things and, and, and maybe we've got to sacrifice, you know, some, some nights out at restaurants and, and, and things like that in order to keep everybody in this clubhouse and everybody's families as safe as possible. Both men agree that unlike the normal season, this summer is going to be a sprint, not a marathon. Illness and injuries will almost certainly factor into the equation. If they do make it to the very end and a World Series champion is crowned, Preller was asked whether that title should come with an asterisk due to the shortened season. Yeah, it's just going to, you know, kind of see how things play out over the course of the next few months. You know, it's, it's. I think everybody knows it's going to be a very different season. You know, again, I think, uh, I think what everybody's hoping is best case scenario. We go out, it's 60 games. Players every single day are playing to win. You know, tons of energy. You guys are, they know every single day is going to, you know, one game in a 60 game season, you know, is going to potentially determine a pennant race or getting into a postseason situation, um, you know, and then hopefully you have a great postseason and exciting postseason and, and you get to the end of the year and go, that was different, but it was, you know, it was, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you want a competitive setting against other professional teams and players, et cetera. Um, you know, and I think that's the goal for everybody is to look up and have that type of experience over the course of the next two months. You know, I, Again, if it was a, a one-week situation, yeah, that, that's a little bit different where anybody can win 60 games. I think everybody's got to be positive to look out and say you got a chance and then, uh, you know, some type of some type of postseason setup. So, um, you know, I, I think in terms of like asterisk, no asterisk, I think we'll get to the end of this and kind of everybody can make their own determination how, how real it is for them, how real it felt. But I know what we're looking at with the Padres is it's competitive baseball and the fans want to go see a good product and they want to see a good team and, um, you know, I think uh, you, you crown a champion at the end of the year. That's a championship that was won playing against, uh, you know, the best of the best in Major League Baseball, even if it was for 60 versus, you know, 160. So I think that's the way we're looking at it. Padres general manager A.J. Preller, along with manager Chase Tingler. We're also seeing more good news as the process of rebounding from the pandemic continues. Well, the pandemic can't put a dent in people's craving for tangy sauce on flame-grilled meats. Iconic Phil's Barbecue is opening its first restaurant outside of San Diego County. The new Phil's in Temecula is scheduled to open its doors next Tuesday. It was originally set to open in March, but that was pushed back because of COVID-19. This will be the 10th Phil's Barbecue location overall. San Diego still faces a long road to recovery even after the pandemic subsides. ABC 10 News is committed to helping San Diegans rebound from the turmoil created by the coronavirus, getting back on our feet, finding jobs, resources, and creative solutions to rebuild. Together, we'll find a way. For stories and more information on how we bounce back, go to 10news.com rebound. That's all for today. I'm Ben Higgins.